we've got Amanda Stein on the line. She's a Devils reporter for the New Jersey Devils. How's it going, Amanda? Good. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for Thank coming you. on. I've been a like longtime fan of your penmanship, so it's it's a real Thank treat to you. have you on. <laughs> I have to go back and ask you about the first no, time. No, no, no. We can't move on okay. from the penmanship just yet because like, I think that's legitimately what she's most known for at this point around the hockey. It's like she's an incredible writer, incredible reporter, but all people talk about and, and like know about her is like she's got unreal penmanship. Like, I, I got to know, did you like how does someone write that neat? Like, I just need to know the origin of how you became such an incredibly beautiful printer. <laughs> printer? Um, thank you, first of all. And I'm glad you mentioned that it's not the only thing that I'm known for. In this no, no, no. But yes, it is, it is a notable thing. Excuse me. Um, probably like 12 years of all-girls school. Yeah. That, you know. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> I remember right, wishing yeah, I had nicer you. printing growing yeah, up. It was a war among the girls who had the nice little, nicest <laughs> bubble writing, and I was never the winner. I, yeah, AB showed no, me his. It's not good. I didn't good. get the bubble writing, but I got the printing. Yeah, and then, like, honestly, it just sort of took on a life of its own. For me, it was like everybody tweets lines the same. I was like, well, everyone tweets them at the same time. So, like, how can I make mine the one that people go to? And I was like, let me try this. And it really, honestly, it took on a life of its own. And now I just, like, I feel immense pressure. <laughs> Stands <laughs> out. Day. Yeah, Stands totally. Stands out, and it's 100 out of 100 each and every time. Each Thank and every time. You. With Amanda Stein right now, Devils reporter uh, for the New Jersey Devils. And the last time that these two teams played in Jersey, it was one of the most memorable games of the season. <laughs> the goals called back, the the items littering the ice. I know the guys at, at Leafs Morning Skate were talking about that experience a little bit has there been chatter about that atmosphere in the devil's locker room today i mean i think like for new jersey there's just such a bitter feeling about that whole game even though you're going back to like november you know it ended the team's 13 game win streak um there were those called back goals there was the fans and all that but i think more so the talk today for new jersey is really not about that it's the fact that timo meyer's making his devil's debut or sorry his devil's home debut so i think in a way it's sort of a good distraction for the devils from that storyline continually coming up um but i can tell you that you know when lindy ruff was asked this morning what does he remember? he laughed he said how about those three goals that were taken away yeah. so it's definitely on their mind um what happened last time but not necessarily the focus in the same way that maybe the Leafs were talking about it. Yeah, I would imagine the focus probably would be Timo Meyer, right? Massive, yeah. massive addition at the trade deadline, making his home debut tonight uh, against the Leafs. So what's what's the buzz like right now in New Jersey? It's really exciting. I mean, this is a fan base that has been clamoring for this particular player. I mean, leading up to the deadline, you'd hear chants at Prudential Center about, we want Meyer, we want Meyer. It fits perfectly sort of with what the Devils have been doing, especially with, you know, players that Meyer himself are familiar with through, you know, their national team play in Switzerland. We've now got four players from Switzerland on our current roster, which is kind of unheard of in the NHL. So, as Lindy Ruff said, you know, we've got a little Swiss empire uh, building up. But I think the energy in the building tonight is really going to be around the fact that Timo is making his debut. He, you know, he was acquired last Sunday while the team was on the road. So he joined them on the road. This is really the first time that he's going to be seen in front of our fan base. 
And not only that, his debut the other night with the club against Arizona, he got his first goal. So there's just a lot of excitement. And it's nice when a franchise, when the fans of a franchise, their hopes and dreams for a player align with what management wants to do, right? Because, you know, with fans, they can always, you know, you want, we want McDavid. Yeah, so do we. But like, <laughs> totally. Necessarily, right? But when it does line up that way, it just, it's, it's awesome. And this team has, I guess, arrived in a way that this is a, a place where we can go out and make these big acquisitions like this. Yeah, he got a goal in his debut. I know it wasn't necessarily the cleanest of performances. <laughs> what did you make of his uh, first game as a devil? You know, I think there was a lot of a feeling out process. So there, there's sort of two ways I look at it. I think it was really important, no matter how he got that goal, to get that goal because he's an offensive player. He's a guy who does contribute to goal, you know, with his goals. And so in order to get that out of the way, I think that that immediately establishes a level of confidence for an offensive player to be like, okay, I've got that one. Like I am contributing. Um, but there's also the other part of it where, there is a huge adjustment. The way New Jersey plays is so different than the way the Sharks played. They're so fast. They're so, you know, and this is a group that's been together for a long time when you consider a lot of these young players on the Devils roster. So there will be an adjustment period. But for an offensive player to get that first goal, I think it takes a, a weight off that it's not necessarily hanging over you, knowing that that's what you're supposed to be doing, but it's not clicking yet. So, that was important, and I think tonight will be important, just getting that first home debut. And then I think it'll be smooth sailing. He's a type of player who hopefully, you know, who can adapt and get those practice reps in, and it'll be, it'll be fine. This is the type of player that, you know, the team has really needed, someone who can score, but also that big body, especially when you consider creating space on a line with someone like Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt, who are kind of smaller guys when it comes to the hockey player. And I think there's going to be that adjustment on that line. You've got, you know, Timo Meyer, who was, before he was acquired, was the, you know, number one shooter in the league. And Jack Hughes was right below him. So you've got two guys with that shot mentality. They'll have to sort of find a way to, to create that balance. But when it does, I mean, you've got a four-line team right now that can attack you at any moment. With Amanda Stein, Devils reporter for NewJerseyDevils.com. I'm curious, Amanda, like how different of a game do you think we'll see tonight as opposed to the first two meetings between the two? Just because, you know, both squads were through the trade deadline. I know that the, the Devils definitely made a big addition with Timo Meyer, but then you look at the Maple Leafs and they completely like yeah. revamped their roster in a way. I know that Tavares and O'Reilly aren't playing tonight, but a lot of different characters and, and different mm-hmm. style of players will be in there tonight. Do you think that this game will look a little different than it did earlier in the year? I mean, it might from the perspective of, of the Leafs. I don't think that anything has changed with the way the Devils have played really from start to finish, uh, or I guess we're 20 games left in the season. So from the beginning of the season, there have been adjustments, whether it's how they play through the neutral zone because teams have really started to realize like that's the way you're going to stop the Devils from entering the zone and scoring goals is by neutralizing them in that neutral zone. So I think there's like little adjustments that they've made throughout the season in that area of their play. 
But what has allowed the team to be so consistent and be where they are in the standings is they don't adjust their game. And I know that that's something that we hear teams say, players say, like, we've got to play our game and not, you know, what the, not be worried about what the opponent is doing. That's something that this team has entirely embraced because it's been so successful for them. So I don't think from a devil standpoint, you're going to see anything much different. Um, because it has been their speed, um, their four attacking lines have been what they've been all year long. So I don't know what's going to, I mean, I hope there's no three taken away goals. Um, <laughs> you know, either way, just for the sake of the game in and of itself. But um, you're not going to see much different when it comes to New Jersey and the style of play that they, they have. Yeah, we had Ken Danico on our morning show today, and he was talking to our oh, guys. He's the best. It, it was an awesome interview. We've had him on before. He's a, he's a real gem. He was talking about the the comparisons and, and the similarities between the Leafs and the Devils, and, and I didn't think much of it. And then you were just talking about the speed and the neutral zone. Do you see any comparisons uh, between these two teams? Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. Like, obviously, I don't see the Leafs play as much as I did when I was working in Montreal when I saw them all the time. But... I think you have like certain elements of the team that are similar, whether you can compare in, in a way. Now, I don't want anyone to take this out of context, but, you know, the type of player that Jack Hughes is, the type of player that Mitch Marner is, like there are similarities in how the lines of, you know, how they each have their own identity. So, I mean, you've got young talent on both sides, probably a little younger on New Jersey's side, but I think they're two teams that match up in a way that is, real fun for both sides because it, it, it's open. It's an open game. Yeah. You've got a ton of talent on both sides, a ton of offensive talent. Uh, I'm curious. We're looking at uh, the goaltending matchup tonight, and, and I, I've coined it the, the battle between the Caps castaways. Mm. Sam Snoff getting it. the start for Toronto. <laughs> Vitek Vanacek getting the start for the New Jersey Devils. Do, do you think that both those two are going to feel motivated looking and seeing their former teammates on, uh, on, on the other end? And, and, you know, from a Devils perspective, you know, just talk a little bit about the emergence of, of Vanacek and how he's kind of thrived into a pretty good role with the Devils this year. Yeah, I think the emergence of VTech has really been the biggest difference for this team compared to last year. If you kind of, if, if you take last year, for example, the fact that the team used seven goaltenders all season long, which was a franchise record, and you take away that goaltending situation, the numbers weren't terrible for New Jersey. It was just like that goaltending position was so chaotic. Now VTech has come in. No one really knew what you were going to get from him because he was, you know, sort of in in Washington, he hadn't played a ton of games, but he came in and he embraced that role and he has honestly just run with it. And it's nice to see that part of the Devils game solidified in a way, whether it's Vitek and McKenzie, who's injured right now, or Vitek and Akira Smith, like that's also a, a good duo for them. It's just transformed every other aspect of the game, knowing how, you know, you play from the goalie out. And so it's been great to see. I think there'll be added motivation for Vitek just seeing his other teammate, his ex-teammate on the other side. But the guy is so focused. He's such a focused goaltender that 
I couldn't even like talk to him today about it. He's one of those goaltenders that like you just leave him alone. You don't even want to make eye contact with him because sometimes I feel like if I make eye contact with him, it's totally thrown off his day. It's, you know, if he has a bad performance, it's my fault. It's all he's your fault. So yeah, exactly. But it's just been such a great thing for this team to see his consistent play. Now he's had a couple of shakier games in his last two performances, but there's never. There hasn't been a worry this year when it comes to VTEC refinding his game or rebounding. So I think there'll be definitely that added motivation of seeing the other uh, castaway from <laughs> from Washington at the other end. I love the storyline. Me too. Uh, finding some stability between the pipes has been major for the Devils this year, but it's been it's such a breakout season for this whole team. If you step back and look at it a little bit more big picture, what do you think have been the biggest factors for the Devils' success this season compared to the past couple of years? So you've got the age factor, like the age slash experience factor right. for a lot of these guys, whether it comes to Jack, whether it comes to Nico, Jesper Bratt. I think one of the, the things that comes to mind the most is when you look at the core of this team, it's not pieces that have been acquired here and there and pieced together. This is a group that has really come up through the crappier parts of the last couple of years together. They've all stuck it out together. They've been, you know, that that core. I mean, that's literally what they are when you consider Jack and Nico and Jesper Bratt, and I know I'm missing a lot of guys in there, but they've all come up together. So they've grown and they've developed their games. Um, as one and that's really you know where the team is right now it's taking that next step in their game and one of the things that you hear a lot from this group if you talk about that big picture if you talk about that type of thing they were tired of it like they were just tired of losing and they were tired of where they were by January where they knew they were out of it and they're doing something about it. And it's all those elements that we talked about before in terms of having that consistent goaltender. All those things really help. But I think it's also the attitude of, like, we're done. Like, we are done with that type of play. We are old and we're young, but we've got plenty of experience not to fall into that trap again. And as Nico said when um, Meyer was acquired, I talked to him and he said, you know, Meyer's a winner. That's what we want in here. We don't want anyone in here who doesn't want to win together, and that's who Meyer is. So I think that was pretty significant, hearing that in such a stern way from Nico, the captain of the team, and a young captain. So it's everybody has bought in, and it's awesome. Yeah, health too, right? Like Nico, he's oh just a guy God, who... Oh my God, yeah, sorry, I should have mentioned that. Right. You're just barely played, right. and this series he's been able to stay on the ice. Jack Hughes too, a couple of, you know, little bumps along the way, but he's, you know, stayed on the oh, ice. Dougie, like their, yep. their whole core has been playing, so they've been able to, to really rack it up. But there's one player in particular and of late who I've really been impressed by. You know, I, I do my best bet segments uh, each and every game, and I'm just doing my research and looking. There's one player in particular who up until the last game was on an eight-game goal-scoring streak. I knew where you were going. <laughs> 21-year-old Dawson Mercer. So you talk about Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, Jesper Brat. There's still some younger players who are still finding their stride. Dawson Mercer, I mean, that's just another, you know, found money for, for these uh, these devils. Yeah, that's that's another player I should throw into the core, although he's only in his second year. 
It's crazy. So, I mean, knock on wood on my part here, but he hasn't missed a single game since he made his NHL debut. He recently took the Devils record in that category, surpassing Scott Gomez, which is kind of cool because Scott Gomez was in the building when he broke that record, which was kind of neat. But you're right. He's been such a catalyst to the success of the team, really from last year to this year, reaching 20 goals. He's such a delight to watch because he's such a hard worker, and he's he's one of those players that's got one of those smiles that, like, if you're the opponent, you just like want to like wring his neck, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. he just he just loves the game so much, and he's really fit in really well with this group. He's kind of just like that, you know, lunch pail kind of kid who's from Newfoundland who the comes and does yeah exactly, and he just like does his work he loves the game so much and you can tell every single day um you can talk to him about those records and he's like well i don't know like i'm just happy to be like helping my team um and i think he truly truly means that it means nothing to him to have those records all he wants to see is the success of this team and he has been a key role in the depth that this team has had and i mean he may have shot out of nowhere for some people but i don't think anywhere for this management team has he at all last year i think that you know they thought is he going to play in the ahl i don't know if he was junior eligible but whatever it was he forced their hand to keep him in the lineup and he's not missed a game since which is awesome curious where he's got to stand since uh oh wow since he started that goal streak so that was eight games ago which which it was snapped against arizona He's second yep. to only Connor McDavid with 16 right. points in his last crazy? night. Wow! Second to only Connor McJesus, who uh, you know crazy. obviously just scores two goals each and every game at this point. Yeah, so I think what is it like nine game goal scoring streak or, or career eight, whatever it was, 16 points over that time. Yeah, it's 16. He's got 10 goals, six helpers, 16 points in nine games. Second to only no big Connor. Deal. Yeah, not a big deal. You know, 21 years so. old, taking the league by a storm. Not uh, not too shabby. Definitely somebody who the Maple Leafs will have to keep an eye on when uh, when he's out there on the ice tonight. Amanda, really appreciate taking the time. Actually, before we go, whoa, we I, get, have a we, I have a feeling we do got to get to the going. bottom. What was going on <laughs> with our guy Marky Masters this morning? You tweeted <laughs> that guy out, is dedicated. You tweeted out a picture. Oh, I love Mark. What happened? Um, so what? What you know? We have a very good relationship from the time I worked in Montreal. Um, that area is just like a shortcut to like and like go down to ice level to the locker room and i told him to your right you can like walk down a couple stairs and come around the corner or you can jump over this and i was like i do that i jump over with my heels on so you know obviously like i really set it up that he had to he worked himself up to it he's like okay he like tested out the stool with his foot and man did he just like he went for it and jumped right over and, like, got some serious height. Yeah, that this photo is stuff. hilarious, Amanda. <laughs> him flying in the air. Uh, it's so gotta, good. We got to tweet I it can, out. I can tell you that he was not injured on the play. He was fine. He had a solid landing. It was it was hilarious. It was so funny. What a and guy. It was so Mark Masters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's been retweeted on our, our Twitter account. You can also go check out Amanda's account. It's, uh, it's, it's quite the move there by, by Mark Masters. He's, hey, he's the master of all things. He's a he is. One. The leader of Masters Nation. <laughs> the leader of Masters fearless Nation. fearless leader. Uh, really appreciate taking the time uh, to chat with us today, Amanda. It was fun. Enjoy the game tonight. So much fun. Thank you, guys, and anytime. Have a great one.